listening to the Astral Hour. I'm your host, Astral Meadow. Join me as we take a glimpse into the mysterious. Welcome everyone. Today I'm joined with Ginger Slate and Raya Buxton. Ginger is a former art teacher of over 20 years, and Raya is one of her former students, a new tattoo artist, and close friend. They will be sharing tidbits of their lives and perspectives on art therapy, which is a specialized zone of mental health that focuses on utilizing art materials and the creative process in order to build self-esteem, reduce anxiety, explore different emotions, get into a zen state of mind, and resolve other psychological conflicts. Join us as we discuss the powerful effects that the arts and creative expression have on human understanding and communication. Welcome to the show. Such a beautiful day. Thanks for having us out. Yeah, it really is. I love the fall in Tennessee. It's a wonderful time. Um, Could you all share some background on yourselves and your journey with art? I'm going to let you start on that one. Well, my name's Raya. I'm a tattoo artist in Crossville, Tennessee. Um, I'm here with my former art teacher, Ginger. Well, you're still a teacher, (laughs) just not by the school system's terms. (laughs) But um, yeah, we have a great relationship and we do a lot of art together and hang out a lot. And I just wanted to come talk about art therapy because it's basically what I do all the time. (laughs) Like it's how I cope with literally everything. So it's a good thing to talk about. And I'm Ginger Slade, a retired art teacher from Crossville, Tennessee. Uh, I guess I've always been an artist. Even as a child, I have fond memories of doing art activities and creative, fun stuff. Uh, so the, uh, the whole as you age, the expectations. How are you ever going to make a living as an artist? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so throw that education certification on top of it and you know that you'll always have a job Uh so that was something I really struggled with growing up because I always wanted to be an artist but people are like this is you know that's like starving artists I would always hear that if you're if you're an artist then you're probably gonna struggle your whole life and but at one point when Etsy got big and I just started seeing other people were professional artists and they weren't starving and you know it was like I had to recreate like how I believed being an artist would be and I'm like no if if your heart's in it if you're putting the work in then there's going to be someone that appreciates it enough to help support you so that you can survive and not just survive but thrive but my creativity had to go down other roads not just with me like painting so now I'm like oh well when I create my podcast that's kind of I'm using that same creative force. Of course. Or like when I'm teaching, I'm still being creative. So I'm like, okay, maybe I can't just embroider all day long. <laughs> and like, that's <laughs> not the only thing I'm going to be able to do in this life. But I do make some money off of it. Each thing I sell, I'm like, oh, someone believes in me enough. And um, it really has helped me just break the mold of like, okay, this is just some dream that couldn't ever be a reality. Well, and here I am in my 50s, you know, taking that leap of faith and saying, yeah, I I can survive as an artist. I can do this. Mm -hmm. I I can step out in faith because it is fearing. I mean, it it 
brings great fear into my gut. <laughs> right, right. Because you're like, I love this. But, you know. But is it, anybody else even going to get it? Right. Does it appeal to other people? Yes. Yeah. And I've had to also pull back and say, sometimes I make art for me. Sure. And, it, you know, selling it isn't the goal sometimes. And I think some people are like, oh, I'm not an artist because I don't sell it. And I'm like, eh, I don't know. So what do, what do you believe about that? Do you think everyone's an artist? I, I do. <laughs> I think everybody. Okay. Yeah. Somebody else that I follow the whole, we are created in the image of God's. We if we possess that, we all possess creativity because what sets God apart from us mm-hmm. is that ability to create. So if we don't have a desire to create something, then we're not human. Right. <laughs> you know, you, and it doesn't matter what you're creating. Right. It can take many expressions. Absolutely. I, I just, the whole idea that you must draw or paint to be creative is so untrue. Right. right. True. Like musical artists, you know, they, they use the word artist to explain other mediums too. And I'm sure. like, it, it is an art form because it's a form of self-expression. Yes. And that's like what we're really wanting when we're creating art is like, how can we express these things that we're seeing or feeling or whatever's on the inside? How can we express share that. them? How yeah. With others. Share that. Yeah. And, and the idea that, if my soul desires that I make it, then there's somebody out there that it speaks to. Right. And you're just following the call. I have that happen sometimes where I'm like, I just really want to paint this random famous person <laughs> or whatever. And it's not always about me. Right. You know? So I'm like, oh, and then there will just be one person that loves that person specifically. And I'm like, okay, well, this this painting was yours. It was always going to be yours. Well, that's, Yeah. Yesterday was the that big, huge ball game, that big, oh, huge yeah. football game. And my mother asked, are you coming over to watch the ball game? I said, no, I'm painting today. Right. Mm-hmm. I've got this idea and I've got to see it through. Mm-hmm. I'll listen to it on the radio, but no, no. <laughs> right. Yeah, you have to like give it space, you know, and it, oh, it's sacred. And the like that time that you spend like in your studio whether that's your bedroom or whatever you know where you're creating like it's important to to make space I think sometimes people think oh how do you get all this stuff done and I'm like well it's because it's important to me so I make the time for it you know and that that so was part of our conversation on the drive over you know that changing of your mentality if I want to call myself an artist Mm -hmm. then I have to make art my work Right. And I have to show up for work mm-hmm. every day because I'm not a god and it doesn't create itself. Right. You can't just snap your so, fingers. <laughs> right. Wouldn't that, th- oh, wouldn't that be the best? It really would <laughs> I be. I this great idea. Now, now how am I going to make that happen? <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. And how much time it takes to get to the point that you are able to make that image happen. Right. And it does, it takes time. Yes. And yes. I think you know that you're going to fool yourself and say, mm, first time I put a pencil in my hand, I am going to be a great drawer. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's the way it works. Instant Picasso. No, 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 no. It just doesn't work that way. Right. Yeah. I have to 
work with my son with that because he really just wants to be like amazing right out the gate like he's in gymnastics and he watched this like a professional gymnast and he was so <laughs> jealous and he was like mom I don't want to see that you know like <laughs> and I'm like you don't no one expects you to do five backflips your first day but he's like that with art sometimes too so we've been like taking it in strides and like coming back to art and I'm like it doesn't have to be done in one session and I think that that's where he's seeing like these layers you know being built and I'm like art takes time you know not everything sometimes people can do like a pollock and throw some paint and and it's done you know and that was what they wanted but like most of us you know it's a thought we have to kind of meditate you know we have to think about what materials you know (laughs) how am I going to make all this actually come together at some point in time right you know because Ryan and I were talking about that whole how liberating the whole mixed media thing is Mm -hmm. and building the layers but at some point that has to be resolved right (laughs) you know it doesn't become a piece of art until you find that resolution, whatever that may be. So, right. yeah, those, building those layers is a lot of fun. I know. And I, I love can spend that. a lot of time doing it. Yes. I love, like, like this painting that is here. You, you know, like, it's, like, 30 layers. That was 30 days of new colors. Day. Yeah, new colors on top. But then, like, you could see how it covered little pieces. But then you other pieces, like, stood out more now that these other colors were, like, yes. in contrast with them. And it was just coming alive without me even putting much thought into it. And I love grid paintings for that reason where it's just... Kind of it's abstract yes. yeah so I'm like I showed up for work I did the layer that day <laughs> you know and I, I didn't know what it was gonna look like but uh it's still one of my like favorite paintings you right know? and that whole stepping out in faith not knowing what's gonna happen today right you know I'm gonna try this again today yes <laughs> I'm gonna do it one more time yes I love taking like pictures along the way mm-hmm. and I think it helps people you know that think they can't do art because they just see the end result And I think breaking it down and saying, well, this was day one. And then like over the 30 days, they see, okay, she didn't do this in five minutes. So maybe I could do it too if I didn't just sit down and fight for five minutes and try to draw this horse as quickly as possible. And it didn't look right, you know, and I'm like. And then I give up because it doesn't look just like my mind perceives it should look. Right. Which where's the creativity. Exactly. I've got a phone. It takes photos. Exactly. Yes. I don't need a photo. Right. Unless you're just really into portrait painting. I mean, some people do that. And they are. And they're really good at it. You know. But not all of us are meant to to be that. And I think that's where some of the the artistic spark in people kind of dies is because they start trying to say, oh, well, you know, I'm not Alex Gray. And I'm like, well, Alex Gray is like amazing. I mean, he like studied in morgues and he put all this work into it. But like no one expects you to be Alex Gray. Right? You know what I mean? But it's he like they is. Right. We don't need another one of him. And I don't think he would want you to, <laughs> to like give up like on him. art because you didn't, you know, draw the perfect anatomy of the physical body every time, you know. But that's like just his thing. Like Sure. I like to draw little anime characters sometimes. And I'm like, that's my thing. It's it might not be everyone's cup of tea, but like there are other people out there that love seeing little Totoros. And I'm like absolutely (laughs) and people are making big bucks designing those little things these days right right right. because no one else is doing it you know so like you can paint anything or you could draw anything or you know or sing or whatever are we gonna put this in a box no no right so I feel like yeah comparison is where we're like 
we're losing people because oh, they this they're is the death of creativity. Yeah, <laughs> comparison is the absolute death of creativity. Yes. It's that moment that teacher looked and compared your work to that one's work and said, mm, "Look how much better theirs is mm. than yours." And Ryle say, "I I was honest and blunt." Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I'm willing to tell you. I know you can do better than what I'm seeing in front of me. Right. But I'm not going to ever say that's bad. Right. We've got something we can work with here, but let's let's push it. Right. Right. Let's define it a little bit more. Let's sure. add. You know, like make it your own. Yes. Yes. I love that. I. I didn't have, like, the best art teachers as a kid, you know? So I had to go through a lot of this stuff, like, kind of on my own. And, like, her talking about you being such a good support in her life and all that. And I'm like, not everybody has the blessing of having an art teacher that really is trying to build you up, like, almost in a spiritual way, too. You know, that oh. it's not just, okay, you're you're going to make this product and there's this end to it. And it's like, no, this is this is like a lifelong journey, you know, and I, no one taught me that. So. Lifelong learning, right? Yes. As educators, we preach lifelong learning. Well, can we not be lifelong creatives? Right. And it doesn't always have to look the same. There's right. something for everybody. Right. Yes, I totally. Draw cars. Yes. You know, <laughs> if you're into cars, draw cars. Yeah, because some people love that, you know, and they. Uh, hang them on your walls. Uh, people buy them. Yes. Yes, they do. Yes, and if you're, you know, feeling more at peace because you're sitting there making that, it's almost like this meditation and you're, you know, you're making it just how you would want it. Maybe you couldn't actually buy that car, but you can create your own version of that car. Yeah, so I love that. I love that. So. I, yeah, I would never say, oh, no, I don't want you to draw that. I might ask you to draw something different. Right. Then what you because that's like the practice of it. There's so many lessons that my art, my college art teachers would give us, you know, like we're drawing, we're all drawing the same thing. Well, that's kind of boring, but it taught me how to like see the shades. And, and then as the teacher walking around the room that although we're all drawing the exact same thing, there's no, not two drawings in this every, group that yeah. ever look the same. Right. Because everyone's sitting in a different place. And you they know, perceive it differently. And they, yeah, yes. it's never the same. Right. Thank yeah. God. <laughs> yes. Oh, right? Yes. And a lot of that stuff, you know, that I learned from my, my art teacher, I realized, like, she was teaching me the rules so that I could break them one day and, like, get into that flow. But, like, if I didn't have the foundation of, like, shading, you know, some of just the basics, then I would be like, oh, my, my art's just, it's not looking like how I want, you know, because there is supposed to be some darkness here and some light here and these different variations as much as I didn't love those classes because I wanted to just do psychedelic everything <laughs> and I didn't want yes. black and white still lives yes. you know I learned so much more by doing the boring stuff and yes. like this is what all the great artists they have to we all start oh, with and I think about the that pencil so much these days you know in fact at some point I've even posted it feels so weird to try and break rules right. because I've spent all these years teaching the rules mm -hmm. and here I sit today I have to break a rule you know I have to break a rule today um that whole weird feeling of stepping out of your comfort zone um and then using some of these things that you're you're playing with as kind of metaphors in life mm. um 
you know, today I'm really going to focus on value. Really going to think about that. And then you start thinking about the word value. And I always loved this one anyway. I would, um, I would pre-test my students every year for state evaluation purposes. And one of the questions would be, what is value? Mm -hmm. And so you get back all these answers about what value is. Value, value. How much it's worth. Um, how much you care about it, you know. And then you have values, personal values. So... Yeah, okay, value. Yeah, I'm not going to just think about light and dark. Just think about personal values. How do personal values affect my art? Mm-hmm. Why do I choose the things I choose in relation to my values? So using things like that as little art therapy nub- nuggets when you're trying to go into that flow place. Right. So you're really setting your intent before you go in. Oh, today let's <sighs> think about... Yeah, let's think about it. Yeah, I love that, thinking about putting intention into the art. That's beyond what the image you're trying to create. Absolutely. Like, what are you trying to feel? You know, what are you, what's, like, on this deeper level, you know, what are you trying to get at? So, um, Well, isn't that, you know, isn't that it? What makes good art separate from great art? It touches your soul. Right. You know, I can look at pretty pictures all day long. Mm-hmm. But when it really moves you, right. and that's, you know, that's that expression, that soul thing coming through the art. Right. And many of the artists that move me aren't trying to create like this realistic landscape. You know, I, like you think of Van Gogh. I mean, he it was amazing. And it's because it had like a, an aura to it and it moved and it, it didn't look exactly like the night sky looks. It has this flow. You can see but the flow. you felt it. Yes. You like I could absolutely s- felt it. Yes. There's like light trails in it. And, you know, when I look at the sky, sometimes I think about that painting and I think about what he saw, but like what how he felt when he looked at the sky is what he was conveying, you know, so we really move into those abstract expressionists. Yes. And what was it? Oh, we've got cameras. Right. We can reproduce an actual reproduction of anything. Right. Now we have to cut. Let's talk about what's from here. Right. Let's talk about the soul. Let's talk about what we're trying to say. Mm-hmm. More important than maybe how we say it. Exactly. Exactly. So... I know you've utilized art as therapy. Could you um, explain a little bit more about like some of the benefits and some of the ways people can do art therapy? Um, uh, you know, as I said, always set an intent. Uh, I think that, yeah, when you kind of open yourself up and say, I- I'm not doing this for a specific outcome. I'm not. I'm not going to be so in control Um, because just like life, when you're willing to let go, that's when the healing starts. Mm. Um, So, yeah, I I think there's a lot to be said for. And then making time for your practice, you know, regardless of the type of therapy you choose to use for your healing, it doesn't work if you don't do it. Right show up, you know, there are some great programs out there. Um, and so many ways to approach art therapy. 
you know, as we say, art is so multi-layered and what works for one person is not going to be the right thing for somebody else. Um, find somebody that speaks to your soul. There's so many resources. Mm -hmm. Well, art for me kind of started as a coping mechanism more than anything. And to some people that's kind of sad, but that's just, that's just how it started was to me, it was kind of a, just a distraction. And just over time, I just got better at it and it turned into this beautiful thing. And I kind of just want that for everybody without having stipulations in their head about, well, it doesn't look good enough. I think good is subjective and I don't think there is good or bad in art. I think there just is, if that makes sense. But yeah. Absolutely. Yes, and I love your art so much. Like just following your journey and seeing you grow is just, you know, a person, you know, and through life and going through challenges, but then making this beautiful art like your colors are so vivid and I'm just like her soul is so beautiful and I like I could see your colors through your expressions black and white has its place but I I love my contrast yes and all the in-betweens yes and just the the images you do my favorite image that you've ever done that I think about was the Krishna I think it was with pencils was oh, it oh yeah i forgot all pencils. about that i think 14 when i did that but yeah it was it was a lot of work i had those prisma pencils yes and i spent hours on it i think it won a ribbon at the fair because i entered <laughs> it in the fair but yeah that was the big part is color pencil was her portfolio mm-hmm. her senior year which was amazing i just like eye-catching things i've just lots of color always been like that and I like black and white, too. Mm-hmm. I, I like using everything to kind of complement itself. Mm-hmm. At that point, I hadn't used a lot of color pencils. It's like I just didn't think about, like, that you could even make the colors that vivid. But when I saw that Krishna, I was like, oh, wow. Like, yeah. I can't even believe it. Like, I didn't know what medium it was because it was so well blended. It left me layers guessing. Layers and layers. Yeah, it was awesome. It really was. So, And your tattoo work is just phenomenal. And I can just, I don't know. I'm like, I'm never worried about it. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like she could do anything. I totally trust her to make this beautiful. Well, you know? good. I need people's trust. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad they feel that way. Yeah. Yeah, tattooing. Tattooing is... I mean, it's similar but different. It's kind of a different clientele, but I still, I get in a flow with it too, especially when people bring me their ideas and they trust me. It just, it makes me a lot more relaxed about the whole thing, especially since if I don't think I can do a good job on something, I won't take it in anyway. Mm-hmm. But um, it's gotten pretty relaxing for me once I actually get set up and get into the mood and they're relaxed, then, uh, then it's a pretty cool thing. Yeah. I like it at that point. It becomes fun. yeah the whole process I feel like as an artist like the work part like getting your getting the advertising and like getting the room set up all that's like exhausting yeah but then you finally get to sit down like at your easel and you're like okay this is this is why I put all the that mundane time (laughs) I got past the the harder part and now I get to do the expression and it's just so wonderful at that point it is it is. That's that's when it's freeing. That's when it's liberating. That's when you understand the therapy is paying off. Right. So do you teach art therapy or? No, I, I have um, 
taken some online classes for mm-hmm. teaching art therapy. Um, no, I think that art is therapy in itself. I right. mean, it, that's what art is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm just more of an advocate of having spaces where people can make art. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we need to build that into our communities. Right. I think people need creative spaces. Like you're saying, the hard part's getting all the mess out. Right. Wouldn't it be great if you had a place where you could have your mess? Right. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. I think that it's definitely uh, like a setback for some people is like, they're like, what materials would I need? You know? And I think that's where us like making these random videos and showing our process is so important. And it goes beyond what we're even doing because we're showing people I used, I added water, I used sand, I let it dry for three hours, you know, and it's like, if you haven't just taken the classes and played and watched it, you know, morph and all that, I feel like it is, it's hard to, to understand what the heck these people did, you know, but that's one of my favorite things on Instagram is they do the time lapse. And I'm like, this is so nice. Cause like, I, I do feel like I could use that medium because I was able to finally see it, you know, but, um, yeah, I just... Art has definitely been a therapy for me, too. And even as a kid, I mean, I would just sit around and and color. And, you know, I wish I'd had had more materials because I can only imagine where I would be now (laughs) if I had, like, you know, I was just used to broken crowns. And, you know, my parents didn't really invest into my art until later when I met my dad. And, And when I met him... It was so weird. It was like, he was like, oh my gosh, my daughter's an artist. And he like bought me all these canvases and he would just supply me. Yes. And, but this was, you know, I'm like a teenager at that point. And, um, but it took that long for someone to be like, maybe we should buy her paint, you know, <laughs> like maybe we should put her in a class. But, uh, <laughs> it was like my father seeing my stuff and being moved by it made me realize, okay, maybe I could do this. And he like bought my first painting, you know, it, you know like the first thing I ever sold. And it's like. Sometimes that's important with our little communities. We make something and they support us, yes. you know, and then that gives us this encouragement of, okay, I, I could be an artist. So I'm all the time buying people's art and I'm like, this is amazing, you know, well, and they're building community right. because that is what makes art work. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. I buy other people's art, even though I create art. But sure. I don't want just my own art in my house. No. I mean, I do have plenty of it, but a lot of times I'll like swap or trade or, you that know. It's in my house too. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's like all these collages, but uh, it's just sort of the inventory that I'll trade later. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yes. So it is so wonderful when, when people see the value in it. And then when we do these trades and stuff, we're, we're kind of like creating our own system and like our own value, you we know. Are. Like, We are giving value to what we create. Right. So when people like bring me food and trade, you know, I have my friends that have a farm and and, like they will, I'll give them art and they'll like bring me a bunch of paintings. That's awesome. And I just love that, you know, and I just love how we support each other because, you know, because I'm so into, you know, creating an art and all that, like I don't spend as much time on like the plants and, and some of that, but I love plants, you know, and I love learning stuff about farming, but it's just like, I, we can't do everything. Right. But everyone can do something. And yes. so, like, then we come together and we're like, oh, this is your thing, you know? And and um, I, I'm learning so much just by, like, supporting other people, you know? So Building community. 
Yes. Yes. Community is so big. I think people, you know, a lot of us are sad and that we're having a hard time, you know, in this age and it's because we're so separated, you know. Again, wouldn't it be great to have a space. Right. Where we came together Mm -hmm. and we got to be creative. Yes. Yes. We didn't talk about all the stuff that bothers all of us. Right. We just got to be creative. Right. It's it's beautiful. I like yeah, like going back to high school art class, right? <laughs> yeah, you made that a fun space. I appreciate well, that. Um didn't really feel much pressure. Just was kinda just able to creative. just be. Let's yeah. do it. Right. You know what you make, you know, you know what you're good at. Right. Yeah. I'm teaching um, a program called life as guru and we go into mythologies we study other cultures but at the end i'm trying to always have a creative exercise you must <laughs> and so i try to change the mediums up and like so we'll do sometimes we'll do watercolor and i'll try to tell people i'm like if you think you suck at watercolor it's probably because you're using the wrong paper <laughs> and so yeah. i like yeah. i i've been like trying to show them like you are an artist. Anyone can do watercolor, but if you're using the crappy brush that they put Plastic in the thing, brush and not enough water, <laughs> right? Yes, that you know right. you layer Get a good you paper that'll take a lot of water. Yes, but I love it, and so many people are like making this beautiful stuff. I'm like, I didn't even <laughs> know you could do this, and they're like, I didn't either, you know. And I'm like, but all they just needed some support. They needed some inspiration. So like sometimes like whatever myth that we're reading, I might be like, try to express how you felt when you read this myth. Maybe like we'll do sigils where they'll make their own sigil based on whatever symbols are standing out to them. And I just, it's been so great. It's like Waldorf for adults, I feel like. (laughs) But I'm like, what's wrong with that? Right. Because some of us didn't learn as children. We didn't learn how to be expressive. And that's, I love Waldorf for that because they teach dance, they teach art, they teach like all this nature stuff. So you don't, if you didn't learn all that as a child, it's not too late as an adult. It's so important. So important. And it's almost like a whole generation that lost touch with earth. Yeah. You know, getting their feet in the dirt. Ooh, no, you can't get dirty. Right. Right, you wouldn't want to make art because you'd have to clean it, you know. <laughs> no, we we can't. No, we'll get dirty. Right, and it's. I just remember being a kid in art class and just loving it, but these other people just like they didn't take it seriously. And then you hear the, I couldn't draw a stick figure. That's like every time I hear that, I'm like, please stop spreading that. <laughs> that blast know, that's me. so horrible. I promise you, you can draw a stick figure. I don't care who you are. <laughs> Please stop. Yeah, have you even tried? Have you tried? <laughs> I mean, this is not rocket surgery, right? Right. And I'm like, if you can't draw a stick figure, maybe <laughs> you should try some landscapes. <laughs> you know, like maybe a like... A few horizontal lines. Let's see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know which way those go? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, for sure. Well, and then we talked about origami too. And, you know, just that whole... The flow of getting into folding a piece of paper mm. that all of a sudden you pull one direction and it's three-dimensional. <sighs> That's just magic. Yes. That's just magic. Yes. I've played a little bit with um, some of the three-dimensional stuff. And it's not, you know, I'm not like amazing at it, but I still like to, to play with it's it. Fun. And every now and then, like something where I'm just, I do the 
these the kiwi crates i don't know mm-hmm. if you know about them but they have one for adults and it, it's an just adult once a month i get some random thing it's like candle making or tie-dyeing or and it just changes it up and i don't master everything sure but sometimes I'll be making my own art and I'll be like, oh, I have this random tool from that Kiwi. So it's like it actually teaches me different tools that I haven't worked with yet. And then it allows me to start thinking out of the box a little bit about like, how could I do mixed medium with, you know, if I use this with that, you know. And What would um, happen? <gasps> right. Right. And sometimes I make a big old mess and it's. I clean it up. Okay. (laughs) Right? Yeah. No harm, no foul. Yes, yes. Oh, yeah. I now have carpet with paint splotches, you know, but someday we'll pull the carpet up and... Right. (laughs) Exactly. It it really doesn't matter. Right. So, yeah, that's the other thing. Do it. That mess doesn't matter. Mm Mm-hmm. It really doesn't. Right. You right. clean house anyway. Exactly. It doesn't really add that much. And then. And think of how many creative outlets you know you were talking about embroidering. It doesn't take a lot of space That's, yes. to have your embroidery stuff. Right. Or to knit or crochet. You know. And you're still making choices all along the way. Right. Yes. That's one of the reasons I learned embroidery, you know, is because after I had my daughter. You know, I can't be using like these chemical based paints in the house. We don't have great ventilation, you know, and I love oil paint. You know, that's my thing. When I do acrylic paint, I get a little grouchy because I'm like, it's drying too quick. <laughs> it's not spreading. You know, But I do learn a lot by just forcing myself to do acrylic paint sometimes. But I was like, I want to be able to just, you know, if she's napping on me, just I have it right there. All of my colors are ready. I can pull it out whenever I want. And so it's that was when my artistic thing shifted and I evolved into a whole nother medium that I'm slowly feeling like I'm mastering and it all came from because I didn't have the time to clean up the mess right then you know and I and I only had short windows so then you get all your paint ready and your kid wakes up and then you're like well I just wasted five dollars worth of paint and so (laughs) yeah you know you evolve with what's going on in your life at the time I know as I get older I'll probably want to do more like pottery and learn all sorts of other things but right now embroidery is just great for me I think about that and going back through so as a child I remember the whole learning to embroider on my pants right you know uh, so wearing your art on your legs Mm -hmm. Um, my grandmother's one of them did a lot of crocheting, so I learned to crochet, and the other one knit. Mm-hmm. Uh, not, I guess the crocheting clicked more than the knitting. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love textiles. My mother was a seamstress and sewed most of our clothes. So, yeah, and now I'm starting to see that come into my work. I find myself putting stitch marks, you know, in my work or mm-hmm. uh, multi, the, the multimedia pulling pieces of fabric. So, you know, you have something you like, oh, oh, yeah, see, I like, I just cut it out and stick it in there. Um, So it's funny how this whole thing cycles around through the things you love Mm -hmm. and brings you kind of, it brings it all together. Right. Um, Yeah, my projects right now, I looked at some of my high school pieces and laughed. There was burlap and jute. And modeling paste. And I 
recently came across somebody that was using fabric and modeling paste in their work. And I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> so this series I'm working on right now has modeling paste and burlap. And before it's finished, there'll be pieces of jute in it. And let's make it full circle. Let's just go back to where, when's the last time I loved painting? When I did that. Right. Yes, I feel like if you just sort of are listening to how you're feeling when you're doing it, that's when you'll find the perfect medium for you, you know. Oh, because I went through this really, just weeks ago, frustrating moment where I just started drawing on all of my paintings. <laughs> yeah. And it was like, I don't even like to paint. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a drawer. I don't like this painting thing. Right. When it, you know, when's this going to come back to me? I used to love to paint. I'm, this isn't fun. <laughs> it's frustrating. <laughs> and so, yeah, I I took pencils and talked <laughs> to them, and I just, yeah. Right. So it was a nice Crayola oil pastels that just melt when you put water on them. <laughs> right. It was like, this is liberating, you know. Yeah. I like to draw. <laughs> right like to draw <laughs> yeah yeah you don't have to once you figure out your thing like you never have to sample anything you know some people that is they do they are drawer like they sketch that's see a dabble I'm a yeah dabbler. I'm a dabbler too yes I like you say I like embroidery mm -hmm. and I like I like weaving um like I've got little pieces on looms mm -hmm. <laughs> when do we say enough is enough Right. Is that part of it too? Right. Or do we just keep going? You know, just, is that the call? Do you just keep going? Yeah, learning like when to say something's finished is hard for me. Because I'm like, is it ever really finished? But there is a point where I, I'm satisfied and I'm ready for a new experience. You know, so sometimes I'll move on. But like you, you might come back 10 years and decide, you know, I'm going to draw on this. <laughs> so maybe you're ready to go back into that. Yeah. Oh, and, and these days of mixed media make that so easy. Right. You know, I love that. Mm -hmm. mm, don't like this? That's fine. Right. We can cover it up. <laughs> exactly. I have the technology and I can cover that up and start over. Right. Yes. Yeah, so we're always allowed to start over. That's with my son. Like he'll make a wrong mark and I'm like, you paint white on top of it. You know, like it's not a big deal. Erase it or like somehow make that a new stroke. And, and I am a firm, you know, I am a firm believer, the whole wabi-sabi, embrace the imperfection. Right. Absolutely. That shows my hand was in it. Right. And there's something very valuable about the touch of the human hand in creation. Right. Yeah, sometimes. my mark. <laughs> yes. I've been playing with watercolor and... Sometimes I'll, you know, if I'm doing something that I'm going to sell, I try to do it alone, you know, like where my kids aren't running around. But sometimes I'll just let them run around and they're like hitting the table and my hand will move. And I've been doing these sort of mandalas where I just roll with that. Yeah. And I'll actually try to create balance on the other side, even yeah. though it's like squiggly. And and um, the last one I did, I ended up framing it because I loved it because I could see all of the imperfections. And you knew what they came from as yes. well. And so it was like storing like this memory of my children just being wild, you know, <laughs> and they and still finding the time to create. Right. And they like to paint with me, you oh. know, so they sit at the table, they're knocking stuff over, you know, it's just a whole mess. And I'm like, well, that's awesome. Like, I love that I can see in my painting that you accidentally spilled this. 
put orange juice on it and so it created a whole new expression you know yeah, so yeah. yeah I love that so. yeah I have yeah some of those moments mine are more the teacher moments you know working on something and somebody walks by and knocks it they're like well that's what was meant to be wasn't it <laughs> right you have to that like release control yes <laughs> was not my plan but it'll be all right exactly i love that it almost like helps us learn non-attachment in that way you know oh and is that not another therapeutic part of the whole art thing right let it go mm. there is nothing that you put on a piece of paper or on a canvas or on a wall that is so precious that it cannot be covered up right uh, you know there's there's a nice metaphor for life right you know bring us your worst it'll be okay you know yes yes i definitely use art to help me just relax you know and I'm on the spectrum so I'm a little neurodivergent and so everyone's you know they're like they have the thing that they do when they're really anxious and and so mine's been embroidering lately it used to be sketching you know in school I would always be drawing and you know sometimes the teachers would be kind of rude to me and be like what are you you're not listening and I'm like no I actually when I'm stimming it helps me take in even more information since I'm not really looking at them but I'm like absorbing and that's like when I'm stitching when I'm in the flow because I've already sketched it so the form's there and then I just get in the flow you know and and it's like I can be in these situations where I'm really stressed like maybe I'm in a room full of people you know but I'm like I've got my little stitching you know focus right here yes when I was a kid it was my coloring book you know and I would sit there during like these football games things I didn't really want to go do but because I had my notebook or my my coloring book or whatever I was able to just zone out and kind of go into my own world you know and it and it was really healing for me because I what I had more control there and I was like I don't have to sit in this class and you know maybe I don't want to listen maybe I just want to draw a hello kitty on the side of my notebook you know and that's what I need today you know it's like I always knew that there was something to like sketching during these stressful situations or like where you're somewhere you don't necessarily want to be or maybe it's just a bad place in your head you know well, I I am a firm believer in the whole right side, left side of the brain. And I do think we escape by going to the right side of the brain. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's our escape place for most of us. Right. And that's where the creativity is. So doesn't it make sense that using art as therapy and pulling us into that flow place which releases us from all the worry, mm-hmm. all the stress, all the minutia that picks at our brain all day. Right. Yeah. I love that. I think I've had a couple people be surprised that like some of the music I, I like to paint to. And, you know, I'll be like, oh, I really love painting to Radiohead. And they're like, well, that's depressing. And I'm like, but I make my most colorful pieces when I'm listening to like Radiohead and like because there's some weird journey I go down I love Radiohead. you've got to say something about that now, what <laughs> they're about not the whole music thing <laughs> right oh yeah I have music on when I tattoo always it's usually lo-fi but <laughs> I, I gotta have something playing it just helps 
you know? It's another art I can listen to while I'm doing my art. Right. <laughs> art all around. It's funny because I'm, I like to do really beautiful things, you know, and they're, they're, I'm not doing like some morbid figures out in some haunted forest. And I love art like that too, but that's not my style. So people are always like blown away that I'm not just listening to the Beatles nonstop. And I love the Beatles, don't get me wrong, but I don't paint to that. No. I like <laughs> listening to things that have lots of emotions, you, you know, as yes. I'm selecting colors and I'm, and I'm also, because I am doing it like therapy, Sometimes I'm like getting into those dark places and I'm releasing them and now they're on the canvas and they're not in my head anymore, yes. you know, and I've like released some weird thing and, and I just totally like relate to Tom York in that way and I feel like he might be a little neurodivergent too and, and so like when I listen <laughs> to him be all upset about something, I'm like, you know, yes, he, he's getting it out, you know, and that's me. So it's just so funny that people think, oh, you're so colorful and bubbly. You must have such a beautiful everything and like you only listen to positive things and it's you know and I'm like no like no. there's balance you know to that and so well I, I, as part of my own personal art therapy journey right now is doing some of that inner child work mm. and then just that whole going back what did you love as a child right so you know what is your child telling you and all this so yeah the bright colors and, and want to use paint straight out of the tube. Who right. said you can't use paint straight out of the tube? Right. <laughs> Who said that? That's a lie. You sure can. Right. And you can put colors together that they told you you couldn't put together. Right. You know, you're allowed to do that. Um, yes, I still catch myself drawing sometimes the exact same things I drew as a kid. Like mm -hmm. lots of spirals. Mm -hmm. Spirals and, are one of mine as well. Yeah, and yeah. the sun. Circles, and the yes. moon. Lots of moons <laughs> and stars. Yes. And that, like I still go back to that, you know, and I might even draw it exactly as I would have as a child. But then I like elaborate and I make it different, you know. So I'll turn that landscape into something more than just the sun and the, the and tree. The flower. Right. <laughs> you know, I might do a whole scene, but it still starts there. So yes. it's like even as a child, you know, I wanted to express my love for nature and like the cycles and you know, the seasons and all the colors of all the flowers. Like, and I, st that was my thing. I would just draw flowers on everything, you know, or peace signs or, you know, aliens doing the little, <laughs> <I'll have this. laughs> you know, yeah. so it's like, it's okay if that's, if that's what you focus on, you know? So like, I know this girl that's like her whole thing is she draws cute animals. What's wrong with that? Right. But she made like that. So many people are inspired by that. And they're like, I like cute animals too. You know, a cute animal, how to draw cute animals book recently. Right. I did. It's like, and it, it's awesome, you know, that she's sharing that with others and showing yeah. her steps. And because like art doesn't have to look like realistic, like the animals can be cute and have little big eyes and, you know. Well, and that whole funny thing, are you afraid to share what you do with other people? Aren't you afraid you're going to get... They're going to steal it. Oh, yes. Steal your ideas and, and, mm -hmm. and that, the whole that's always been so far fetched for me because as an art teacher, you understand you give 30 kids the same thing to draw and you get 30 different drawings. Right. The idea that anybody could identically reproduce your work. Right. Is just so ridiculous. 
you know, if they're going to spend enough time to recreate a process, it's not going to look like what happened when you did the process. Right. So that idea that we would never share our, how we do things, the, the process through which we create our stuff. And mm -hmm. why would we, I, that's one of my peas with the teaching thing. Um, educators, it was always like, oh, my best lesson. I have to hold it right here. I can't tell you what I do. Right. I can't share it with you because you're going to steal my ideas. Mm -hmm. I mean, the, how ludicrous is that? Mm -hmm. Our best work comes when we collaborate and we're sharing our ideas, mm -hmm. you know, learning from each other. Uh, so the idea that artists would play so close to their team, no, I can't, I can't tell you. It's a secret. Right. And I think that's, you know, maybe that. a survival thing where they really do believe like, oh my gosh, if, if everyone learns this, you know, that, that was me with embroidery. I hit this point. I'm like, should I teach everybody to embroider? Because then what if no one buys my embroidery? I'm like, no, because no one's going to be embroidering like toth and stuff like me. Like no one's going to. They're not going to do what you do. They're going right? to do different, different subjects. Yes. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to just teach an embroidering class, you know? And like, why does it matter? Like, but there's been many people in my life, even when it comes to their ideas and their philosophy, and they're like, I don't want to share it because then everyone's going to jack my stuff. And I'm like, I'm like, by the time that that person tries to steal your ideas and jack it, you're going to be on to something totally different because it, you know, because you are creative. So you're always creating. So something you created three years ago, if someone wants to recreate a YouTube video on some conversation you had, who cares? Like you're already on to something else, you know? Right. <laughs> oh, what's the big deal? Yes, and it does yes. hold us back in that way. And um, so artists as teachers, yes, I I think that's part of the calling as well. You know, artists create to share. Right. What is the value of the work if you never share it? Right. That's that's my personal lesson right now. <laughs> yes. This is one of the ones I'm working on right now. Yeah, for sure. I've even been sharing the stuff that. <laughs> you know, I have no intention to sell. I'm like, it's not even an option. I'm like, this is not for sale. But this was something I drew in my journal today, you know, where I just started messing with paint colors. And this is what came out. And, you know, I do that so that people can see that art doesn't have to be there. There's no, you know, yes, sometimes we set intention, but sometimes my intention is just to relax. Yes. <laughs> just to put stuff on paper can be the intention <clears throat> for right. sure. And just to see how these two things blend. Sometimes that's the intention, you know, and. Right. I never tried this color with this color before. Let's try these two and see what happens. Mm -hmm. How many, yes. How many variations of color can I get from the two of these? Right. <laughs> those days happen yes for and sure. we need them to happen absolutely right yeah that's like the trial and error we're doing little experiments all the time you know and but that's life too you know yes. we're, we're dabbling in little things we're learning along the way we're like oh when I mix this person and that person that didn't <laughs> that didn't work out so good maybe I'll I'll try a different combination next time but yeah. you I've know I've had that experience before yeah <laughs> <Oops>. <laughs> I feel like with yoga, a lot of times they'll be like, take the yoga off the mat. And they'll look at yoga like a philosophy. And that's the part I actually love about yoga. I'm like, everything in life's actually like that. Take the art Out beyond. the studio. Yes. Absolutely. And it can, like, really help you grow as a person and, like, help you become whole. So I've studied, like, a lot of Carl Jung and just his mandalas and his whole process in creating and all that. And it really helped me see art as, like, 
not just therapeutic, but like bringing me back to myself. So and that if, authenticity place, yes. Right. And if I'm imitating, then I'm not doing that. You know, if I'm just trying to to do something like someone else has already done, well, what's how is that serving me? Unless I'm just trying to learn a, a style or something. Again, yeah, experiment those experiments, those practice along the way things. Right. Like, but even Bob Ross, like you're doing the painting with him. Right. But at one point he's like, go find your own landscape, you know, go take what you've learned from these Make different. Own, sure. Yeah. And find your own. Well, what picture. is that book? Steal like an artist. <laughs> and that whole thing, you are going to get to a point that you, you're going to need help. Right. Um, and sometimes that help might come through finding an artist that inspires you. Yes. Ooh, ooh, that would be a way to resolve that. And it's not copying. Right. I'm using that piece of art as a place to help me resolve what I've got going on. So I still like an artist. Right. A creative's not going to make it look just exactly the same. Right. I mean, it's like that with language, too. I mean, they're like everything's already been said and uh, to some extent, but you can, you know, you might be repeating something, but you're saying it from your own perspective. You have your own life story that's led you up to that point where you might share a similar philosophy to somebody else. But it it's coming from you still, even if the idea is the same. It's still unique to where you're at at that moment so we're all kind of like borrowing words from each other and just borrowing and inspiring well and isn't that why we read other people's literature to inspire us right so we work look at other people's art we listen to other people's music Mm -hmm. we all have those little muses in us right some aren't as loud as others but they're there and yeah, I, I think that stealing like an artist, find those things that inspire you. Mm-hmm. Music, yeah. Right. Right, I love being, like, able to guess, you know, what was their muse and just thinking about it and then talking to someone about, like, when you were writing this, you know, like, what were you what going were through? What were you thinking about? <laughs> yeah, I had this guy send me uh, some something he wrote and... Um, I was like, this this part made me think of Nietzsche, and this part made me think of T.S. Eliot, and this part. But it was totally unique to him. But I was like, it was just the, the allegory and, like, the the madness, you know? And I was like, oh, okay. And then I, when I said that, he was like, that is so amazing that you that you caught that, my yes, influence. Like, wow. You know? And I'm like, well, I just spent a lot of time reading her <laughs> more than most people do. <laughs> right but yeah. like it was beautiful because you know I hadn't seen anyone in my own generation writing in that in that kind of style it's almost like it kind of died off and like now it's resurfacing and I was so excited I was like oh a, a new version of you know yeah. of this the same madness that Nietzsche felt but in this day and age you know we have different concerns now we have we're going through different things psychologically than even he was going through. So it comes out a little different. Everything old is new again. Yeah. So yeah, take that old painting and use that as an inspiration to create what's meaningful to you. Yes, yes, for sure. Um, do you feel that color can have an impact <gasps> on us emotionally? <sighs> yeah, you had said that earlier and I was like, oh, yes, yes. I, I yes, 
yes and more yes. Mm-hmm. How can you even, well, what would be the purpose of color if it did not affect you? Mm-hmm. Even, you know, birds look for specific colors in nature and fish look for colors in nature and um, humans look for colors in nature as warning signs and whatever. I, How could you even believe that color didn't affect you? Right. Um, and, and yeah, the whole, even going back to students that are colorblind, even people that are colorblind are affected by color. Right. Um, yes. Yes. Color affects your mood. Um, and then the whole subtleties of color, you know, you and I were saying, take two colors and see how many different colors you can make out of two colors. Mm-hmm. Understanding that that could approach infinite, right? Mm-hmm. There, there could be a span of infinity between color and color. Uh, those other metaphors for life, you know, yeah, color is, is as different as people. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, it's white. Well, no, no, it isn't. <laughs> you know, no, that's really not yellow. <laughs> you know, I, when you get down to actually studying color. Right. Um, yeah. Oh. Yeah, I've noticed like a lot of people on my Facebook and um, just people will show like their homes and and something about our society shifted because like in the seventies, it was so colorful in people's houses. They had all these wallpaper and, you know, and then even in like Mexico and stuff, they're still using all this color. And like, I'm just so inspired when I see some of these other cultures and the way that they put color into their homes. And, but like, I'm seeing it and it's like, like 80% of people, you know, their houses, it's all white and gray and black and, you know, and it's, and, like, there's nothing, like, even their kids' toys, you know, it's just, it's like a white toy versus where it used to be a rainbow, right. you know? And I'm like, it's like they want everything to be one shade of, like, white. Or, and I'm like, what happened, you know? And I feel like it it shows a lot because, like, people are do seem more depressed, you know? They seem more isolated. And, and so I'm looking at these sad-looking color schemes you know and I'm and I like she was saying earlier I mean I love black and white don't get me wrong you know but I wouldn't want to just live in a gray world it has its place but yeah right. I am with you and yes yeah so I like have the, one of those colorful kind of houses every room's different color thing I mean we're like we're sitting in if you're sitting in a blue room you're going to feel different than sitting in a gray room you know and sometimes the gray might be good especially if you have a lot going on and you want to be more neutral well and you know the purpose of the room right dictating the color that you use for the room or Mm -hmm. the environment because yes we do know color affects us right physically and psychologically so yeah the the ability to use color to affect Mm-hmm. Um, oh, absolutely. I I don't know what this, yeah, this, what are they calling this? This modern industrial mm-hmm. where everything's gray and silver and um, yeah, it doesn't appeal to me. Right. And that's like all the stores we go in and all the schools, all the, 
you know, unless you create the color yourself, it's almost like you're just walking through <laughs> shades of gray. gray world. Yeah, it's 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 really weird because I don't feel like it was always like that. I mean, I know it wasn't always like you that. You know, people used to love like decorating. You look at like the Victorian and they have whole collages of all these different, you know, textures and all these little trinkets and and I don't know, it's like it, it's so weird to me. It is very different. <laughs> it is very different. Um I guess though when you live this fast-paced life, mm-hmm. and you want to come home and you want everything clean and no clutter. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, maybe that's part of it. Maybe that's how you deal with your reality. Right. If I put too much color in there, it excites me and I need right. to be calm. I don't need to be excited. Right. So maybe there is. Maybe there's method to the madness. Right. Like their creation comes when they're not at home. And so when they come home, maybe they want it to be just so simple, you know. But I guess as an artist, like I do create in my home. Mm-hmm. So it all, it shows because, yes, you. you know, I need to be able to just like pull colors out of thin air. I would like just sit there and think about, okay, what color scheme am I going to use? I might look around the room and be like, oh, I'm really liking that shade of orange, mm-hmm. you know. And so I'm like inspired by the little things, you know, but... Yes, because I do exactly the same thing. You know, it depended on where I'm painting. Oh, oh, that flower is so I love that pink. I'm using that pink today. Right. Yeah. I'm using my pink. Yes. It's like sets you up for these little bits of inspiration when you're just existing within a beautiful place. And then the whole, the complimentary color thing. and, Mm -hmm. um, And isn't that always a great place to go? You know, oh, what color do I use next? The compliment. Right. Right. Stick the compliment. You can't go wrong. I know. It'll draw attention. That's literally <laughs> like when I pick out my outfits so often, I'm like, how can I make this boring outfit pop? I'm like, yep. <laughs> I guess I need bright orange tights to go with this blue. Like, And it know, works. It, it really does. It, it, it always adds time. It always adds a little bit of life in. Every for sure. time. For sure. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, is there anything else that you would like to add before we wrap up? Don't stop creating, even when it's hard. <laughs> that's a good one. Really, really, that's it. Right. <laughs> that, that's the basis of what I wanted to say. Because sometimes it does get really hard. But try to do something every day. A little something every day. Even if you got to get those canvases that are like the size of a quarter <laughs> and just paint a line on one. Just do that. You know, even with exercise, you know, we're all, we talk about the body, you know, oh, we got to exercise, we got to eat good. But like, what about our soul? Like, what about our, our mind? You know, like we need to exercise them too. So I always like read a little poem, make a little doodle. A little you know? art journaling. Yeah. yeah. Put some marks on a page. Right. And uh, yeah, do your little meditation and then sit down and do a doodle about it. Right. Uh Take the time to make a mark. Yes. Oh, I love that. Take the time to make a mark. That's the quotable. <laughs> we need to write that down and make a meme about it. <laughs> oh, we could do that too, can't we? Right. Yeah. That'll be our expression today. We'll make a meme. <laughs> I'm going to write that in the journal now. <laughs> right. That'll go on the side of one of these blocks. I'm working on my remnant series right now. Okay. Mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. that. I love that. Well, thank you guys so much for just taking the time to come out and um, making space for this. I've, I've really loved this conversation and getting to share something 
that I'm so passionate about with other people that get it, you know, with the world. And I think, I think we need it. Um, I think people almost just giving them permission to be creative sometimes, maybe that's the only thing that was holding them back is that they just, you know, thought they couldn't, but we're like, no, you can, everybody can. Everybody's got that creativity in them. And it's some validation. Here's your sign. (laughs) This is your sign. Make Make your art. It doesn't even have to be good. Right. Do Inktober. Yeah, if you haven't started. (laughs) Do Inktober. Yes, I love that. And you can do it any time of the year. Right, yeah, for sure. So, All right, well, thank you guys so much. And um, thank you all for tuning in. Check us out next time on the Astral Hour.